0: Hello and welcome to the JP Sports Pod. Joined today by Illini West girls softball coach Rod Pence. Coach, thanks for taking time to join me today. Thanks for having me here. Uh, In case you didn't know, the Illini West girls, all they seem to be able to do here lately is win. They are doing it right and they are doing it in multiple ways. They have great pitching but behind the pitching they have Amazing fielding and their bats have just really been coming alive here lately. Last night, taking a win down to the wire against Quincy, got the five to four win there. Uh, it's great to see your girls off to such a good start, Coach. You're thirteen and two on the season, six and zero in the conference, and you know things seem to be rolling really well for you right now.
1: Yeah, uh, the girls have started out well, uh, and you know fighting the weather issue that we've had starting out. So. Um, They've came a long way since the beginning, and uh, they're looking sharp, hitting the ball, playing defense well, and uh, looking sharp so far.
0: I was going to say, walk me through that weather thing as a coach. You know, everybody on social media, we're all talking about how much we hate it. We keep seeing all these schedule changes, and everybody's trying to wrap their head around it like – we're frustrated as you know media people that we can't go to games. I can only imagine as a coach what it has to be like to come up with practice plans and how you handle that kind of a situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest
1: thing with the weather thing is uh – uh, as we all know that, you know, the girls get tired of being in the gym, you know, so it starts to be a monotonous thing to them, you know, and it just kind of, it tends to start heading down that road of, uh, you know, what you're actually gaining from it. Once you've been in the gym that long, you start seeing it, you know, they just, you know, quit doing things right, you know, and it just, um, just turns into be a negative thing besides, you know, just like something everyone else deals with, with the weather as far as being down, you know, but uh, you have a nice day and, play a couple games and you know they they get an opportunity to do something then you're right back in the gym again and you know same old thing right back over again you know so it's hard to keep them motivated um when we're, when you're dealing with that weather aspect of that but uh so far you know I can't ask for uh, no more than what they've gave they've gave us with the
0: situations that we've been dealt but uh they they've did very well definitely what what was it like in the early stages of the season, you know, not being able to go and practice on the field and actually, you know, do those live things? Because if you look at it right now, fourth <laughs> game of the season against Williamsville was the first loss. And they're currently ranked third in the state, according to Max Preps, which we'll get to that. But, you know, early on in the season, uh, things started out a little bit slower than you wanted to, but you got your lumps out of the way early. Not your own, but how much in the early stages did not being able to practice affect the girls?
1: Well, obviously you know, when you can only do so many situations and do so many things in the gym. Uh we we went to the field, we seen the field one time before we started playing ball games. So uh luckily, you know, a lot of that experience and um that stuff that you've did pre season traveling ball and, you know, ahead of time in the summertime, you know, that repetitious type uh athleticism there you know that that's what you count on when you come to that where they haven't seen the field you know like I said maybe one time and uh when they show up to play their first game so um very very pleased with uh what we've seen starting out you know and and, and as we uh what we've seen there you know they've moved forward from that uh so you know Williamsville we went over there and seen Williamsville uh at Porta uh, which was a weather issue, also, you know we've talked yeah. about that, and uh had a five thirty bus time and drove drove to Porter for two and a half hours, get off a bus and play three innings in the rain and um so that that's hard to ask from anybody, let alone you know the temperature wise plays a aspect of that, but uh to go over and play Williamsville, like I said, we had a five o five oh loss with Williamsville, so uh I really felt like that. You know, some of them runs where we had a couple of errors there in the third or fourth inning and uh, really should have been a one-to-nothing ball game, you know. So to play a number three to a uh, team in the state to that quality of play, you know, it's it's a loss. But it was – I mean, that's what I would consider it's a good loss. You know, we learn from it and it kind of lets us know where we're at. Definitely.
0: Um, I didn't – run. we ran through the topic list at the beginning of the hour, but something in there – he said kind of made me realize that i forgot i was gonna bring this up so uh for those that don't know obviously laura she's your daughter right um she's played traveling softball for quite a while hasn't she
1: yes yeah, she uh she's played traveling ball since uh she was seven years old and were you coaching back when she was actually the first year that we went there uh our older daughter leah she you know she got into the travel ball first of course but uh so Laura was a little seven year old and Leah was trying out for uh a team in Iowa there, so um we went over there and did the try out thing and both of them went over and they said, you know, it's a package deal, you know. We know Laura's seven years old but, you know, we want her to learn and uh she goes to her sister's ball games and uh so it was a package deal. Leah got on the team, and they took Laura. kind of how how that turned <laughs> out, you know. So uh, right. she set the she set the bench, you know, for uh, a year. And I can re- remember looking back at it, and you know, at as an eight year old, uh, at eight year, uh, ten u tournament, you know, as an eight year old, you know, as she ended up batting, you know, in the state tournament, you know, as an eight year old. So um, it's
0: you know it's exciting to see stuff like that. So, I mean, she's she's been talented from a young age. And so, I mean, some some of the things maybe she's doing now don't really surprise you as they kind of do us media folk who go out there and watch her do, you know, seven innings of work and strike out all these batters and not allow any runs.
1: Right. Well, you know, like you said, she's that that's kind of what she's grew up around. So uh, a lot of people look at her, you know, and say, well, she's kind of cold or she don't have much emotion or, you know, well, that's what she's been taught to do and that's the way she's dealt with it and – um, that's, you know, that's that's the way she was taught. And as a coach, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll hear people say things about parents being coaches or whatever. But, you know, I know a lot more things, you know, as far as, you know, I know how to read her. I can read it in her face, you know, sometimes just from um, being her coach and being her father. So um, uh, that's a good thing.
0: Definitely. And uh, it also helps to have another great pitcher on your team and Blair Boston. She has been – You know, that one-two punch has just been going and going and going. And for me, it's been amazing to see. And now that it's the last year, I think it's really made me realize how spoiled I've been being able to watch these girls grow and just, like, reliably get it done for you for, like, three years, four years straight.
1: Right. Uh, Blair's another one of those kids. You know, she's put a lot of time into it. You know, from a young age, uh, uh, her parents have traveled with her, spent a ton of money, uh, and that's what it takes nowadays uh, to get to the point where they're at. So uh <clears throat> you know they get a lot of credit for that and uh like I said they Blair Blair and Lara's uh uh teamwork there that what they have going on is a great thing to see uh um they're just enough of be, beyond being right-handed and left-handed you know they're just a little bit different in their style of their pitching and uh Blair kind of tends to have a little bit more movement on her ball and go around you know go around the batters a little bit and Lars t- tends to uh, have a little bit more speed and kind of go right to them, you know. And so when you mix that up and throw those two in a uh, back-to-back or, you know, vice versa, one or the other, uh, that's hard for a batter to make that change, you know. We somewhat – we, we kind of dealt with that the same thing with our batting, you know, like, say, against Pace and Seymour, you know. So they, they have that same type technique that they use with uh, uh, their pitching.
0: And last night you – because usually when I look over Game Changer, which we'll also talk about, but uh and even when I go to games, you know, usually in the past it's been you'll pitch one or the other for most of the game. And I guess a lot of that kind of relies on game situation. But when you get in a close game like you did last night with Quincy, Quincy was kind of, you know, they got two of their first runs off of airs, and then they end up getting these next two runs on hits. So um, you decide to make the pitching change to... Laura, after blair had started the first three innings and ultimately i think she came in and right away she struck out the side right when she came in and then closed the game out from there so i mean right. um you know is that going to be something that can kind of play to your advantage to be able to you know start the game with one and the game with the other to kind of throw batters off well
1: i think when we get into the more competitive games i think you're probably going to see that more often you know because uh Uh, the more competitive teams obviously you have your better hitters and you know they they're going to pick up I don't care how good your pitchers are they're eventually going to pick up on it Mm -hmm. so uh, the more you can do something to throw them off you know we're going to go whether we start with Blair we start with Laura you know um, we're going to tend to go as far as we can you know with whichever one's starting uh, and then we start to see you know something they're starting to pick up on that or something you know we're going to make that change and uh, try to break that up and, you know, hopefully be able to make it the rest of the distance with it. Um, so, uh, like I said, it's a good technique, but, you know, also I'm going to also give them, you know, the biggest chance that I can to start a game and finish a game if if, the, if that's possible, if I see that that's going to be a thing, you know, if that's something they can do. But if they're picking up on it, you know, uh, we're going to make the change. Definitely.
0: And uh, one of those early season losses that we discussed was to Williamsville's we'll go back to that. Now, um, so 13 and 2 record, your girls are clearly, you know, on the on the map around here in softball, but it doesn't seem like when it comes to rankings and things, you're not you're not really getting love, but at the same time we spoke about it. Some we, we came to the consensus that we somewhat agree that maybe a a certain percentage that has to go into that is the fact that some coaches don't keep up with Game Changer. And when you're online or keeping your stats and entering them into max preps, then everything can run fluidly so that votes can kind of go like that. Do you think that uh, that has any effect on maybe possibly not being able to be a ranked team or do you think it's just because... You know, not a lot of people have seen you guys play so far. Well, I think
1: there's some a little bit of all that added together. Maybe you know, I mean, we're you know we have to use max preps. IHSA requires that we use uh, max preps. So um, we do we, we do use the max preps. We actually ourselves we use game changer and then we pair the two. So all they're they're paired together all the time. So anybody can see our stuff through max preps. Or if they want to follow, they can follow on game changer so uh the you have both of those two apps there that we you know the can be used as far as the rankings and stuff go you know as like we talked the other day is um teams sometimes aren't really efficient as get as getting those scores in there, or maybe you'll look down the list and you'll see where. Uh, a team is it's just blank and it's four or five games back you know four or five days back and it's got nothing in there It don't have a score it's just showing that the game hasn't been played or the game is just sitting there unfinished mm. you know so i i think sometimes you'll see that that's um not being done it's just not being done efficiently or you know and it sometimes weather plays it, into that too. plays weather plays into that also yeah absolutely and then sometimes, you know, people are just so busy, you know, playing exactly. games back-to-back, not getting home till 10, at and night. Plus,
0: most of these people have jobs, they work during the daytime, exactly. they're putting the yeah. information in, too. So, so, I mean, it's a lot of time consuming right. stuff, really. Right, but, right. I mean, that's why you guys do the way you do it. I've seen every year since I've been here, you guys are great with having that guy specifically that sits and runs the Game Changer app and just, like... That's your pretty much your bookkeeper instead of, you know, going old school and keeping the book that way. Right. It's kind of moving to the yep. game changer. App.
1: We we do both, you know. So we'll run uh game changer. We're running a game changer a lot of times live stream. Okay, so we hotspot it, we run it on the uh tablet or the uh ipad and then we'll keep the hard book also, you know, so we can look back at it if we need to do some uh adjustments to that or something like that. But um it's also good uh game changer Uh, that gives us a little bit more options also on there, what we can look at and what we can go back and look at as far as pitch counts and um, who threw what the next, you know, the last time. And um, so it's a really good tool for us uh, and uh, it's been very beneficial to us. And um, not only that, it's, it's good for the, you know, the public to view that and be able to keep up to date with us for um, people who are not able to go to the ball games and stuff, you know, so uh and that's been great
0: no uh game changer has literally been a game changer for me for sure yes, it's a, yeah it's it's something as uh you know a media person that can't make it to every single game unfortunately I can I can sometimes, if I'm lucky, make it to two games in one day, but trying to stretch myself too thin over here. Right. So well, if, and it's that's great, great for us for too to because,
1: uh, you know, that, that cuts down on my workload too. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sending out media contact uh, information after every ball game, you know, so like I said, sometimes, you know, uh, I don't get that maybe entered in there in time. Uh, so if you can go on there and log on and see it before I've even sent it to you, if you was not able to attend, you know, so – it saves us too and the girls get the recognition that same way
0: exactly um so you're you're off to this torrid start despite the fact that you're missing you know an all-state caliber player in daytona Dooley. um i was there the night she went down on the basketball court at the chargers game saw her go down i knew it didn't look good next thing you know she's on crutches turns out she tore acl so Automatically, as a sports guy, in my head, my immediate thought turned to the repercussions on the softball team. And I, I was thinking, I was like, man, it's going to be a completely different team without Daytona. But you're proving that your girls just have so much depth this season. I mean, despite having such a huge injury that could dev- devastate any team, I mean, she's your leadoff batter. She can play center field and pretty much play the outfield by herself if you really, if you yeah. really had to do it. I mean, she's <laughs> so fast, she can get to every ball. The next thing you know, you turn around and all your big bats, they're still there, Then they're filling their roles like they're supposed to. And then you've got girls in the bottom of the lineup who are really starting to show something. You've got uh, Caitlin Murphy. You've got Sydney Carlisle, Gracie McDowell, all girls who bat after the four spot. And last night, Gracie and Sid both hit home runs, and right. yep. Sidney Carlisle had a bases-clearing double. So, I mean... You're pretty much stacked all the way around, right. even despite losing like one of the best girls possibly in the area. Right. Uh yeah, with
1: Daytona's injury, you know, when we first heard that, of course, coming out, you know, uh, uh Michelle called me and told me that uh she needed to talk to me and I'm just I, I I was unaware of it at the time, you know, and then they showed up and I was just like, She's in crutches, they're crying and <laughs> so uh with Daytona you know of course that's her you know that's her love sports so uh, that was bad news to hear of course but uh, that was the I, I guess the unknown of it you know coming in you know I sat there and think about that you know besides a kid getting hurt and you don't like to see that you sit there and you say okay so how's this going to affect us in this season and uh, you know with Daytona hitting over 500 last year and you know, like I said, her base speed and uh, the ground she covered in the outfield. You start thinking, okay, so how am I gonna how am I gonna fill that spot? Um, so automatically, defensively, you know, you say, okay, I've got a couple girls that obviously that we think that you know, or you think of right off the bat is you know Kelly and Allie Bliss, you know, with their speed and um, Kelly not getting a lot of playing time off of an injury herself last year. Uh, so as a senior, you know you you look at her and um, where she was at and not having a lot of time last year, but her speed and um, so you look at those two players and you think, okay, that's our obvious choices. Um, but so we started that in practices and uh, started looking around, and seeing what we're doing and um, but ultimately it was you, you know we can only play ten players, so, right, right. Um, we knew that a lot of it was going to come down to what what we had for bats, you know, and filling a five hundred plus um, batting spot. You know, I I uh, sat there and think, okay, you know, this may not happen. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know who's going to want to do this. You know, I know they're capable of it, but you know, will will they step up and do it? You know, so and we've been very very fortunate. Uh, some of these girls, you know, was. Uh, Not really talked about, you know, in the past season, you know, they just was given the opportunity now and they, you know, they're going to, they're shining. So, uh, like I said, four or five girls, they're hitting over 450, you know, so that's, you know, that's tremendous. So they have filled that spot offensively, you know, uh, fairly well. Uh, so, uh, Sid, you know, came in last year as a, basically as, you know, our second catcher and not a lot of batting time, not a much catching, catching time either. Uh, so she stepped up hugely for us, uh, to fill that role for where Spiekenmeyer, you know, losing, uh, Hannah Spiekenmeyer was our last, uh, only senior, uh, last year to graduate. So, um we knew we had a couple of big holes there to fill and, uh, the girls that are uh, stepping up and doing it now are doing a very good job of it. And then, you know, we, we've even got more girls there that aren't getting the playing time that are probably capable of, um, being right there knocking on the door. So, uh, sometimes that's a great problem to have. Sometimes that it's a bad problem to have. Uh, right. so it, most of those girls that aren't getting the playing time, uh, that they want right now could walk on the most teams and, Um, be you know starting every game so it it has its it has its uh, benefits and it has its issues also
0: definitely but uh I'm sure you'd probably rather take the headaches you know take the good with the bad because I mean your girls right now playing phenomenal softball so
1: right Well, the big thing with that is just trying to be as honest with them as you can you know and being being open about it and just uh, trying to explain you know what they're doing and just ask them to you know Uh, be patient with it and we'll you know try to give everybody
0: the chance that they you know
1: that they're that we
0: can but it's just so hard to keep certain girls out of the lineup like we did I don't even think I mentioned Caitlin Murphy she's been I think she said before we started she was leading your team in batting average right now yeah
1: yeah uh after last night's uh game Kate's been consistently hitting the ball you know she's been there like uh three or four in the batting average uh, most of the season she's really been hitting the ball well seeing the ball well and come up with some big hits at some key times. Uh, so uh, after last night's game, a couple girls had an off, you know, had an off night. Above her, uh, she had a good night, uh, moved her up. So she's, uh, you know, on batting average right now. She's at the top of the list right now. That's crazy,
0: because you've got uh, also got starting out in the lineup: Ally Bliss, Bailey Clampett, Hannah Wood, Lara Pence. I mean, you've got. The big bats there, and the name and the name that people are rec- familiar with and can recognize. But then when you look, when you look down, there's Caitlin Murphy stepping in big time, like you said, filling a role. And then there's Sydney Carlisle filling a role. Gracie McDowell. I mean, you knew you weren't going to be able to replace Daytona with one player, and it seems like the girls are doing exactly what a coach would say to a team that it's going to take to replace somebody that caliber is we cannot do it with one person. We're going to have to do it as a team.
1: Right. Well, uh, you know, I guess that's part of, you know, and and we emphasize this with the girls a lot, you know, and uh, I've seen it in the past, you know, you have individual players uh, that can be studs and they just, you know, they just uh, got tremendous stats and everybody talks about them. um, But our all-rounded-out team is going to beat that individual player on the team uh, most of the time. So, uh, and that's what we're doing right now. Daytona had a you know a huge batting average and was a huge player but right now if you look at our team batting average and our team on base percentages and all that and you add that up you know we're way ahead of where we were at even last year so um that that that's just so positive from what we come into the season you know what we thought we may have to deal with the unknown of that um where we're at now is just you know basically unbelievable I mean we're hitting just a hair under 400 as a as a team. So, um that's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's very impressive. Uh, what, just imagine what if Daytona was in that line. What what yeah. would you even be like if she's in that line of, like what would you even have to do anything? Well, <laughs> as a coach is like it's, send them out and let them go.
1: You know, there's, there's times like that, you know that it does become um it's just a uh, camp point central game for instance, you know a lot of people Ask you okay, what'd you do, or what happened to uh, J.C. No, or you know what happened? J.C. didn't pitch a bad game. You know they just they wanted it. You know they just wanted that so much. You know I really didn't have to do much. Uh, makes it very easy for me. I sit back, have fun. They're having fun, and uh, watching them be successful like that is uh, it's just um, like we're very
0: exciting. And to be able to take down J.C. No like that, I feel like was you know what the girls needed early on in the season to get that confidence all the way up to where it needs to be. And I've asked you this question before, and we've talked about it. Do you feel like your girls' confidence? I mean, you've been an assistant with the team before you've become a head coach. This is your second season now as head coach. So, I mean, you've seen these girls for a while now. I mean, where is their confidence on a scale, you know, ranking where it has been in the past? To right. me, it seems like it's going to be up there pretty high.
1: Right. Yeah, they're very they're 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 confident right now. I'd say, uh, you know, coming off the Porta tournament over there, you know, where you know we had those couples of losses over there, and uh, of course, like we said, one of them was Williamsville. You know, you did, not that you expect to lose, have that loss. You know, but I feel like they felt that they understood why they lost, and uh, then they dropped the game there against Porta uh themselves that you know they probably shouldn't have lost so i think it was kind of an eye-opener for them and moving forward i think they felt like uh you know hey we're gonna have to get serious about this we're we're this quality of team and uh uh if we're gonna do this you know we we lay that on them quite often you know uh we're, we're just there to guide them uh they're the ones that have the talent and the put in the hours and the hard work and you know we're just here to kind of guide you
0: down that road, and you guys got to want it. Definitely. And uh, you can tell the girls want it. You can tell they're motivated. Um, why, do you, why do you think that you're not getting the love? I mean, even even if you are, you know, having these handful of teams out there that might not enter things into Game Changer, I mean, people still have to know what you're all about. I mean, what, what right. has been like two straight years you've been to the sectional championship right. game? or right. Well... I think sometimes, you know, we
1: set in an area here, you know, we got some local coverage and stuff like that, and, you know, everybody's so busy trying to cover their coverage area, you know. So I understand that, and uh, uh, we take what we can get um, as far as that goes. But I think a lot of it's just logistically where we're placed at, you know, where we live at. But uh, we don't get the uh, big-time coverage, you know, for everybody to – Um, see us but uh, I think most people uh, give us what they can and you know they got a lot to cover so uh, I think the girls kind of sometimes you know of course we look through that Quin, you know that Quincy news and stuff you know at 10 o'clock a lot of people look at that and you hear a lot of talk about you know a couple other teams it seems like a lot and how great they are and uh, so you know with the Camp Point Central game you know that's a motivational thing for our girls and you know, uh, right or wrong, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll use that to my advantage and <laughs> say, hey, you know, you, you guys want some coverage here. You're going to have to earn it. So Right, right. And, I mean,
0: they, they have earned it for sure. And I think right. that uh, now that they're on the roll that they're on, I mean, you, you've beat Quincy Notre Dame, you've beat Quincy, you've beat Camp Point, you've beat everybody around here. So, I mean, it's pretty clear in my eyes, you know, I, I keep up with the sports around here, obviously, even beyond Hancock County. Because I have to, and I mean, you, you yeah. have to to keep up with stuff. So, I mean, from what I've seen, you're easily, you know, one of the best teams around, hands down.
1: Right. Well, I appreciate that. They, uh, uh, the, the girls have worked hard for it. So, you know, like I said, moving forward, I, I know that's their goal. Um, they got another big goal up there, uh, um, up north. So, uh, Rock Ridge is. Uh, the next thing I usually hear them talk about is uh, you know Rock Ridge and Rock Ridge and Rock Ridge you know so <laughs> the, they talk about it a lot so once again you know I'll use that uh, to my advantage a little bit and sometimes you know when we're doing down or something like that you know we'll throw that out there as a motivational thing there and say hey you know we're gonna have if we're gonna do that we you know we ain't getting past Rock Ridge you know and we'll throw that out there a little bit and uh, try to motivate them a little bit more um but that's definitely a goal theirs. that's a goal they want to reach
0: and uh hopefully they can do that and with this being Laura's senior year and Blair's senior year your two cornerstones there from the circle um do you feel like now is as good a time as any Illini West has ever had to try to make that state run in softball
1: absolutely um I look down, you know, and I do this quite often, but, you know, like we talked about with max preps, that's another one of the advantages. Like I said, you can't read into it too much, but also you can go and you can look at the games that they have played and the scores that they've put up. And, you know, I look around at what some of the other teams uh, are road to that, to reaching that goal, you know. So I see Rock Ridge; They're still putting up. You know, I think they're – 10-3 Ten and three now, or something ten and three eleven and three I haven't looked for a couple days, but uh, you know they've had three losses they play some they play a tough schedule rockridge does so um very very well coached uh pull a lot of girls you know travel girls out of the quad cities so um we know that what we're gonna see there or you know what we're gonna run into with them, and uh, uh that's uh you know just some one of those things that they're going to have to get past to get that goal.
0: And this weekend you got another tournament in Springfield. Is that correct? Or where's it? Where it's, is a, it a it's in Pleasant, Pleasant, Plains. Pleasant Plains. I don't yes. know. Springfield, yep. Port, I'm just yep. yelling out random names. Right. <laughs> it's it's all, it's all close. It's all, all the... <laughs> all, it's all over there. I was going to say, there's all kinds of games, all kinds of tournaments getting scattered all around here. But, uh, What are what are the expectations like heading into the tournament this weekend? What are you kind of hoping to see out of the girls? And looking at you know scheduling wise, what are some teams you're looking forward to seeing? Well,
1: we uh, we start going to the plains. It's always competitive, you know. Uh, That's usually. Usually the second place we'll see Calhoun. We used to always see Calhoun at Q and D down at Q and D on our invite tournament down there. Uh okay, so, canceled this year. Yeah, so that was a weather issue there with uh that tournament. And we always used to see Rock Island Alman, you know, which has probably got one of the better pitchers in the area right now from what I'm hearing. We haven't got to see her. <clears throat> but um a lot of talk going on uh about that from what I'm hearing from other coaches. But uh the Plains tournament Uh, When we go over there, we'll see Brown County uh, for our first game, which Brown County uh, played us, you know, played us competitive, very competitive last year. I think it was a two-to-one ball game or something like that. So um, that that I I don't uh, expect to see anything less from them, you know. So probably better. Uh, So that's going to be a competitive game. Uh, Then we'll see Calhoun, which Grace uh, Ballman, you know. uh, D1 Kentucky went to Kentucky uh, to further hers. So, uh, and then uh, we'll see Pleasant Plains. And Plains, I've only seen um, just a little small portion of them at the Beardstown Tournament. So, uh, I don't know what we'll see out of them. I mean, I know it's going to be competitive. So, we're going to go over there and play three. Uh, competitive games, I know, and uh, hopefully come out of there with three wins, or at least learn from. If we do come away with a loss, you know, it's going to be something that we're going to learn from.
0: What time are those games? In case people want to go check 10, you out. Ten
1: forty-five is the first game. And then I believe it's like uh, five and or uh, four and five forty-five. So we got a big gap there in between. That's always a downer um, for with a big gap in the middle. But uh,
0: so yeah, those games. That that I'm pretty sure that's a game times. As a coach, what do you tell your girls with such a big time frame in between then and the next game? Is there anything you try to tell them specifically, like to eat, to drink, what to do, what not to do, or anything? Just let them do whatever they no, want. No, uh,
1: really not. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll we'll play that first game. and Like I said, we're emphasizing that. We even emphasized that last night quite a bit. Um, you know, with all the other things that are going on in a kid's life. You know, there's a lot um, proms coming up and all the other things that we deal with, you know, going on a normal day at school. Uh, so we really emphasize the, uh, aspect of, uh, once they get to the ball game or once they get to the field, you know, it's time to shut that off and let's talk about softball and, uh, get serious about playing. And I don't harp on them, you know, it's pretty much, I leave that up to our seniors, you know, and let them kind of push that down the push that in the right direction. So, uh, but going into Saturday when you have that gap there, you know, we'll 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 do that when we walk on the field and then when we walk off the field we're gonna joke around and have fun and uh maybe play a bags game and uh just kinda hang out and do some team bonding, fun, not talk about softball and just talk about whatever everybody wants to do, you know, and then when we walk back up to play the second game, you know, we'll we'll be right back on the back
0: playing softball. Shoot, sounds like I should come. Sounds like a good time. Play some bags. Watch <laughs> yep. some softball. Yep. Um, so you can you can tell me. You can say uh, I haven't thought about that. Don't really want to talk about it this time. I, I I'm just going to spring this on you. It just came yep. into my head. Yep. Um, obviously with Laura being a senior, she's going to be gone. Have you just have you made any kind of thought process out of whether you're going to coach beyond this year?
1: Well. Uh, yeah, it's something I think about a lot. You know, I actually, I look back at, um, you know, when I first came on board with that and that was kind of, you know, I would say that was probably a goal that I had when, uh, Andy started and, uh, I was like, hopefully Andy makes it all the way as far as I'm going and, uh, work under him. And, uh, that was kind of a goal I had. Well, that, you know, that didn't transpire. So, um, take this on for a couple years and, you know, I've all, I've said that, you know, when I get to the end of this, I'll, I'll see where I'm at and, you know, how things are going. And it's something I love. I, I love doing softball. Uh, so, um, but I also, you know, may have other commitments somewhere else, you know, so, um, it, at, at this time right now, you know, I'd say, yeah, I want to be here next year and, uh, keep doing what I love to do. But, um, you know, I don't know what next year will bring
0: for me. And your and your path is a, a lot more different than you know some other paths might have been because with some coaches in some situations, you look at it and they're a part of the school staff and they just you know they kind of get it as a position to lock it down right. And with with the girls softball program, it's one of those programs where you had somebody who wasn't really hired at the school who stepped up and did a great job with the program and it was started the right way. And then it was trust, entrusted into your hands and you inherited a great program and you're doing a great job of coaching them now. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it seems like the coaching and the culture, they always seem to find somebody who's right to come up, who knows the girls, who knows how to handle the situation.
1: Right, right. Uh, and, you know, that that we've been very fortunate with, uh, in my in my opinion, you know, with the coaching staff that we've had, you know, since I've been around and uh even before even in in girls softball um so uh I look down the like I said with my older daughter Leah, and, and look at the coaching staff that we've had. We've had very uh dedicated uh coaching staff that you know that that was their goal uh was to do the best that they could with the girls, you know, and it wasn't just a job for them you know as we all know, you know we're not gonna uh it's not like winning the lottery here what we what we do you know you gotta enjoy it or there's no sense in doing it um so uh, we've been very fortunate to, um, be that way. And, um, coming from, you know, not being an in-house coach or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's got its, uh, uh, problems, you know, where I'm not, at, I'm not in-house. So, you know, I very fortunate with the job that I have that, uh, they're flexible with me a little bit and let me work you know, around those hours and, um, and gave me that opportunity to let me
0: do that. And I, I said started like Andy was was, what who was coach for Andy? Do you know for sure off the top of your head, or is Andy?
1: Uh yeah, she uh Schuster
0: was the coach before, uh, Jerry Schuster. I was going to say I was trying to think back because I when I got here Andy was the coach. so That's kind of all I yeah. knew. But ever since I've watched the girls, you can tell it's like a tradition. Those girls develop a bond. A lot of them play traveling softball together at a young age, and then you know they get they continue to know each other, learn how to play off each other, know each other's strengths when they get older. So how much has that helped you as a coach? And how much has that helped I West as a program to have girls involved in that traveling baseball, AAU, when they're at such a young age? So, you know, when you get to high school, you don't have to sit there, practice the fundamentals day in, day out. You can work on maybe a little bit more advanced things or whatever you need to do because you have athletes that can comprehend.
1: Well... Uh, fortunately or unfortunately whichever way you want to look at it you know that's what uh, high school school sports has came to um so if you're not playing out of season you're not traveling you're not doing that more than likely if you don't have a core group of girls doing that you're probably not going to be competitive you know the the competitive uh, winning season is probably not going to be there for you so uh look back at it, you know, the years that we've did, you know, where I was coaching in, uh, with the mud dogs program in Iowa. So, um, you know, we had a core group of girls, you know, I'd haul bus, uh, a van load of girls, you know, we call it the man van. So we'd haul two nights a week. We'd haul girls to Iowa for softball practice, you know, and then play on the weekends, you know, and I was just always, I tried to get as many girls over there with that group as we could. So, uh, that core group of girls like you said that's just uh uh you can't ask for no more um to make your program strong than than that you know it's uh you when you walk in the uh, first day you may have some girls that you know that go out that haven't played that traveling ball um uh, and you not that you neglect them or nothing like that but you know now your attentions uh maybe like a like a split team type deal so you got to give these girls more to try to get caught up with these girls up above. Which you're kind of looks like you're neglecting the girls that's been playing the traveling ball, but uh, they're the ones that need the most help to make them be successful. So uh, when you don't have to do that, obviously, um, it, it, it's a huge plus. You know, for the last couple of years, that's kind of the way it's been. You know, we've had a huge core. Um, a group of girls that have played you know the juniors that are right now have played together for since they were you know eight and ten years old those senior girls that are playing right now you know they've all played together since they were that old there was like two traveling the aftershocks and the some of the old mud dog girls uh have kind of all come together then you got another group behind them which was uh like the midwest magic girls that uh so that was there's like three different groups of traveling teams there that are all in here in high school right now at I West. So and that's why we're the way we are and as, as, as successful as we are right now.
0: What what is a parent? What what made you decide? You know, like, hey, I'm going to get my daughter involved early, and you know, see what happens with it as a parent. Did you, uh, were you kind of hoping, you know, maybe she fall into softball or did she just come into it loving it and you just kind of rolled with it or how did Yeah, that well, go?
1: They, they, they just, uh, they just decided, you know, that, you know, they liked softball. They're doing like a coach's pitch softball thing, you know, and we looked at it and they enjoyed doing it. So we started looking around for traveling teams around. And, uh, like I said, uh, that was our, with our older daughter, Leah. So she, uh, we started looking around, went and tried out for some teams and, um, came together with a good team with McDonough Cats, and uh, we started over there for uh, a couple years. And uh, just the travel time and the uh, difference with going to practices and stuff like that, we decided, you know, we're going to look at something in Burlington, uh, something a little bit closer, you know, for us to do try doing that. So that's how uh, that all come about with us. But uh, they just, you know, the the girls just decided that, they love softball, and I thought, well, they love the softball, and they love doing the game, you know, once uh, we seen Leah doing it, and Laura would just sit there and, you know, watch it all the time uh, when she was too young, and uh, she, you know, she seemed to be picking up on it, you know, she'd go home from watching Leah uh, play softball games, and she'd go, and we'd take an old sock and rub it up and uh, roll it up in duct tape, and we'd put a little square on her wall in her room, and she'd go in there and, Throw throw a duct tape sock into a square like she's pitching, you know, and just night after night after night setting up there, Lars throwing the sock into the wall, you know. And so uh, that's what she wanted to do. So it was pretty pretty easy for us, for parents, to say, "Yeah, this is what she wants to do."
0: <laughs> I, I'd guess so. Does she still have that square and that ball in, in you, her room?
1: You know, uh, with the issues that Lars had, you know, she's dealt with some shoulder. Uh, Issues and stuff in the past a little bit and uh, you know not maybe not not maybe the best uh, kid for keeping herself stretched and uh, getting herself ready or getting herself warmed up so uh, that's one of them things i got to continue to be after about or it seems like all the teenagers are that way you know they just we can tell them and tell them tell them how uh, how important it is to get that blood flow going to the muscle and all the warm-up technique and all the wind-down technique and back with the icing afterwards. And uh, it seems like every year, you know, we end up with somebody that's got a strain or uh, something like that. So that's just something that we all deal with, I guess. But uh it seems like something we're always uh, emphasizing also.
0: Definitely. Well, coach, uh thank you for taking time with me today. I think that's all I've got to ask awesome. you about. Hope you continue to roll along this weekend and uh best of luck to you moving forward. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Yep.
1: Oh.